Have you ever been uh, in awe and wonder at something? Um, it's just so beautiful that um, it just, it captivates you. It just, it pulls you in. You're amazed at how this could possibly be. I remember going um, out west uh, with my family. We went to see the, uh, part of the, the journey was to see the sequoia trees, like the big redwoods. There was like one tree that you could actually like drive through, literally with a car. You could drive through the tree. I just remember it, just trying to fathom the amount of time, how big this tree was. I kept looking at it and it was just surrounded by a bunch of other big trees. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Or maybe if any of you have been to Rome, um, Rome's design where kind of all the roads kind of lead to the, to the square. And if you're going into St. Peter's Square um, and coming in from town, there's often like a, a turn that you, you kind of take the corner and there's this big road that leads to St. Peter's Basilica. And kind of when you make that turn, it's just staring at you. And it's big from miles away. And as you get closer, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you're kind of in the presence of the columns, it's just, it's overwhelming. And you can just stand there and look at it. Maybe you've had that, that feeling. Maybe you go to D.C. or maybe you go to different parts of the, of the country, you know, that have these wonders of the world that are meant to evoke awe and wonder. Well, this is kind of what was happening with Jesus' disciples. They were going up to the temple area. And if you can imagine, the temple took like 83 years to build. It was enormous. It was beautiful. It was meant to depict and invoke what the temple would look like, what heaven would look like. And so they adorned it with gold and jewels. These massive columns that were built upon like 10 feet by 20 feet by 30 feet. They were just enormous. It was meant to be shiny and to catch your attention, to be in awe and wonder so that you were in awe and being drawn up to something beautiful of God. That's what our churches are meant to, to be. When you walk in, you're to take a deep breath, to be brought into a different space a different time, we, we walk into this church and we're kind of in eternity. We're meant to imagine what's happening here. Something of heaven is happening here. Something divine, supernatural is happening here. It says, while some were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings... Jesus says, all that you see here, the days will come where there will be not left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. I remember reading this one time. I was in Sicilia and I was reading the, the New Living Cajun translation. And it says something like this. Um, it says the disciples were looking at the temple and they were like, oh, that's like big and beautiful, Jesus. And Jesus says, cat. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till you see my father's house in heaven. That's big and beautiful. The disciples were, were kind of in awe and wonder at how amazing and beautiful this temple that was supposed to call them to a reality that is 
of heaven. And they were like, wow, look how beautiful, look how gorgeous, look at all these stones, look at this gold, look at these jewelry. And Jesus says, there will come a day where all this will be destroyed. As big and beautiful as it is, it will all be destroyed. In fact, there will come a day where there will be earthquakes and famine. There will be fires. There will be insurrections. There will be governors. There will be nations fighting against nations. Jesus is saying there will come a day when nature, as beautiful as it is, maybe there will be a forest fire and all those sequoias and all those redwoods will be destroyed. There will be a time where St. The cathedral, St. Peter's Basilica, all the beautiful churches we see will be destroyed. The temple was destroyed not long after Jesus rose from the dead. Where great nations, right, Rome, as amazing as that governance was, fell apart. Where all things in life will fall apart. But Jesus says, be careful to pay attention to what will never fall apart. Your soul and your life, which is eternal. Because Jesus knows that we can make gods out of three things that are important, that are good, that are meant to reflect the glory of God, but they can never take the place of the glory of God. Nature, religion, and government, politics. We can make the most beautiful churches to reflect the glory of God. We can uh, strive to bring the kingdom of God and its values and its virtues into the world. We can try to imbue our politics with the virtues of the kingdom of God. We can strive. We can protect nature and look at its beauty and and recognize that God created all these things. And we can try to clean up the the oceans and we can kind of protect and plant trees to kind of regrow all the things that we've destroyed. But, you know, in the end, a fire can wipe all that out. In the end, as as amazing as America can be, we don't have to be that creative to, to recognize that it can be destroyed eventually. To make sure that we don't place our hope in the wrong things, that the things of this world are meant to reflect the glory of God, but the glory of God is not fully here. The glory of God is yet to be revealed. And these readings, last week, this week, and the next week, are basically talking about our heart belongs to God, and God is in heaven. And the fullness of who God is, we will never be able to conceive or see until Jesus comes again, until we are in heaven. So as amazing as the temple was, they're standing there, they're looking, man, kyo. Jesus is like, cat, you ain't seen nothing yet. Like where I have come from, there are angels and principalities and powers that you can't even see. And they are worshiping and they are adoring my father. And that's where we are called to be forever. So I don't know where you've been over this past week. I know some of you, um, you were polishing up your LSU gear. You were cleaning it up because you had stored it away a couple of weeks ago. In fact, four weeks ago, you were ready to burn it. You were ready to get on the red tide, right? UL tide, not not the crimson tide, right? So... 
But now you're just polishing it up. You're getting ready. You got the SEC championship. You are thinking possibly, maybe we might be top four. I mean, this uh, nobody thought about this, right? Some of you are so jacked up about the Senate race and the House and what this might mean, and you're looking at your portfolio and you're trying to decide what to do, and you're so consumed with. Like, Jesus knows our heart. He knows we try to make heaven on earth. And the danger of that is we can get so consumed with looking down that we forget to look up. And so it's like, bro, that's pretty. But don't try to make heaven anything on earth. This is just a fleeting small glimpse of what we have waiting for us. And so he says, be prepared to give a witness, not a witness of how great your country is, not a witness of how great your football team is, not a witness of how great your religion is, but how great God is. Be prepared to give a witness because governance will hand you over. Your family will hand you over and you'll have to give an account. Give an account of your faith in Jesus. And by that, you will save your lives. Let's make sure we're focusing on the right thing. Let's make sure we're, we're getting anxious and we're getting frustrated and we're getting passionate about the right things. Not the things that are fleeting, but the things that are of heaven.